Hi friends, Gerald Law here. Welcome to the Love Lake Norman podcast. Love Lake Norman is a church in Cornelius, North Carolina, whose mission is to help people find and follow Jesus. You're about to hear a message that will be helpful and hopeful. Our goal is to encourage you to take the next step in your faith. Wherever you are, we want you to know that God has a plan and a purpose for you. Thanks for spending time with us today. We hope you enjoy this message. Well, a lot of us live our lives stuck between real faith and debilitating fear, but there's something that's deep within us that, that longs for safety and security, but there's, there's nothing like the feeling of taking a risk, of stepping out near the edge, of experiencing the unknown of something new. So living in faith, it requires us to take bold steps into these unknown places, holding on to God when we don't have anything else to hold on to. Faith invites us to take risks, to overcome our fears and to step into great, it, the, like the great adventure that lies ahead. And faith is, and it should be, a great adventure. It should be the greatest adventure that, that you and I have ever had. Like I think back on some of my biggest adventures that, that I've ever had, and I know uh, a lot of you have been on some really cool uh, hikes and so have been some really amazing places. Some of the best places I've been, I have needed someone to take me there. Like I've needed a guide. I remember when the, the kids and I were in Colorado one summer, there was this 10 mile hike that we wanted to do. But if, if we tried it out on our own, I'm like totally positive that we would have ended up lost in the Rocky Mountain National Park somewhere. Uh, we needed a guide. We needed somebody to help us. So, so the place that we were staying offered a guided trip to see these amazing lakes and mountains through that park. And this, this woman, I can't remember her name, but like, let's call her Mary. Mary was an incredible guide. She knew right where to go because she had done that trip a bunch of times before. She would stop at certain places along the way and tell us about the waterfall we were looking at or a mountain in the distance. She knew the good places to stop to catch our breath. I remember one of my three kids who uh, I will not name here was having a bit of a struggle with the distance. And Mary knew when we were almost to our final destination, she would encourage us. She would say, hey, you can do it just a little further. And this, this one of my kids, and really all of us needed that encouragement. We needed to know that the destination was just around the corner. So when you think about it, we have guides for a lot of things in life, don't we? When I was learning how to drive, my dad was my first teacher, probably when I was about 14. He started taking me out to an empty, like very empty parking lot near our house and let me drive around. He didn't just turn me loose. He taught me how to do that. And he guided me. And then I had a driver's ed teacher later on who showed me what to do and, and like, would sometimes hit the passenger side brake if things looked like they were going south in those days. But if you've ever played a sport, you've probably had a coach or maybe even an instructor, somebody to teach you how to, how to swim or how to shoot a basketball or how to play golf, how to surf. I once took, uh, like I once took surfing lessons from this guy out in Hawaii and he taught me the ropes. He showed me how to like get up on the board and how to balance and how to stand, where to stand, what to, what to do. We have guides for our finances, for using technology, which are usually like your kids. If you're a parent, you have guides for parenting, you have guides in school. So, so why would you take this huge part of your life, your faith, and try to walk that hike alone? Your faith is not a solitary journey. It's not something that you do by yourself. It's too big. It's too long of a journey. It's too far 
to go by yourself. When it comes to your faith, you need a guide. You need really multiple guides. You need someone who knows the way ahead of you, someone who can give you input, give you advice, encourage you, challenge you. We all need people to pull us forward, to make us better. You need a guide when it comes to a lot of things in your life. And your faith might be the most underlooked but important area of your life. So this series, The Great Adventure, is about how our faith is an adventure. And it really is. It's the most exciting, thrilling, challenging, difficult, and rewarding adventure in life. And if you aren't seeing it that way, you're not seeing all that your faith can be. If you aren't seeing it as an adventure, maybe your, your, your boat hasn't even left the dock yet when it comes to your faith. Like it's maybe like your car hasn't left the garage. Maybe you haven't even gotten to the trailhead of your faith quite yet. Maybe it's time to take a step. Maybe it's time to start following Jesus with your life. Maybe it's time to, to like take his hand and trust him and say yes to the adventure of a relationship with him. When it comes to my faith, I've had a lot of guides along the way. I've had a lot of mentors when it comes to my faith. Started with my parents who took me to church and they introduced me to God. And, and then the youth director at our church, Leah, she was a guide for me and a bunch of other kids who were starting to follow Jesus. I, I had a mentor, a guide named Jim, who helped me specifically in the area of preaching. And in fact, when I was just beginning with that, we would sit down and watch recorded messages of me and pause it every few minutes and talk about what I had just said and why. And it honestly felt more like going to the dentist at that time. It was painful, but he was being a guide. He was helping me take the next step. And, and it was incredibly helpful to me. I've had small group leaders. Uh, here we call them crews, crew leaders who have acted as guides in my spiritual journey. They've helped me follow Christ better and they've helped me do life better. I've had older, wiser mentors like my friend Ken Schultz. Ken has been a mentor uh, of mine for the last 25 years of my life. He's like about 15 years ahead of me. He has so much wisdom that I don't yet have. He's someone I can reach out to when I just need to talk. He's somebody who has been there for me when I've gone through really hard things. And having that and knowing that he is there, it makes things easier. He's been somebody who has guided me in my faith. Having a guide for your faith, a person or, or, or people who help you take next steps is something that happened actually throughout the Bible. It was, it was a very biblical thing to have a guide. Plus, it's just a great way to do life. So I want to share with you one story from the book of Acts that shows how a guide can be an absolutely critical part of your journey toward Christ. Because the truth is, everybody needs a guide. Here's what it says from Acts chapter 8. Now, an angel of the Lord said to Philip, go south to the road, the desert road that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. And so he started out and on his way, he met an Ethiopian eunuch, an important official in charge of all the treasury of the Kandake, which means queen of the Ethiopians. So an angel says to a guy named Philip, I, I want you to go to this specific place and doesn't really tell him why. Now, this is a different Philip than, than Philip the disciple. This Philip is known as Philip the evangelist. And he was probably one of the 72 that Jesus called to follow him to be his disciples and sent out. So he meets an Ethiopian eunuch, and, and this is where we learn a couple things. First, he's, he's from the continent of Africa, 
He was a high court official of Candace, who, who was the queen of Ethiopia. She had an important, so he had an important role. And he was a eunuch. A eunuch was a man who had actually been castrated so that he could serve in an important role in the court of a king or queen and not be a threat to them. He would not be a threat to basically have an affair with somebody in the court or try to overthrow the king or queen and have a lineage of his own. The existence of eunuchs in court systems was a common occurrence throughout the Middle East, throughout the Mediterranean and, and Asia. The eunuch from Ethiopia didn't know it yet, but he needed a God. He needed someone to help him take his next step of faith. And the story goes on. This man had gone to Jerusalem, the eunuch, to, to worship. And on his way home was sitting in his chariot reading the book of Isaiah, the prophet. The spirit told Philip, go to that chariot and stay near it. Then Philip ran up to the chariot and heard the man reading Isaiah, the prophet. Do you understand what you are reading? Philip asked. How can I, he said, unless someone explains it to me. So he invited Philip to come up and sit with him. Now the eunuch is probably a Jewish convert and he's coming to Jerusalem to worship at the temple there. And, and so he's reading the Bible, but he doesn't understand it. You ever had that happen to you, by the way? Like I have a lot of times. The Bible is sometimes hard to understand, isn't it? We need help. We need people who can help explain it to us. And, and this is an amazing interaction of how God sometimes orchestrates things behind the scenes for people to come to faith in him. The eunuch is, is reading a, the book of Isaiah on a scroll out loud, but can't understand it. Philip is right there within earshot and asks if he can understand what he's reading. And here's how the story continues. Verse 32, it says that this is the passage of scripture the eunuch was reading. It's the quoting this in Isaiah. He was led like a sheep to the slaughter and as a lamb before its shearer is silent, so he did not open his mouth. In his humiliation, he was deprived of justice. Who can speak of his descendants? For his life was taken from the earth. The, the eunuch asked Philip, tell me, please, who is the prophet talking about? Himself? or someone else. The, the eunuch has a question, which is great. Like the scriptures spark questions, don't they? What, why are we here? Why, why do bad things happen to good people? Who is God? Who is Jesus? What's my purpose in life? The eunuch asks Philip, who is Isaiah talking about? He's talking about himself or he's talking about somebody else. And, and this is actually a huge question because what he's saying is, is he just talking about himself or is he talking about the coming Messiah? And if he is, who is that person? This man had questions and he found in Philip a guide that could help him find the answer he was looking for. Verse 35, it says that Philip began with the very passage of scripture and told him the good news about Jesus. As they traveled along the road, they came to some water and the eunuch said, look, here is water. What can stand in the way of my being baptized? And he gave orders to stop the chariot. Then both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water and Philip was baptized and Philip baptized him. And when they came up out of the water, the spirit of the Lord suddenly took Philip away and the eunuch did not see him again, but went on his way rejoicing. Philip, however, appeared at Azotus and traveled around preaching the gospel in all the towns until he reached Caesarea. So, so Philip takes the passage the eunuch is reading and he connects the dots for him all the way forward to Jesus. 
And then the eunuch says, well, what should stop me from being baptized right now? He takes a huge next step. They find some water on the side of the road and Philip baptizes him. And then the Bible says that he just kind of poof, disappears right there. And and the eunuch goes on his way rejoicing. And the story is that the eunuch took his newfound faith in Christ back to Ethiopia. And he founded the first church in Ethiopia there and likely all of Africa. If you know anything about the church in Africa, you you know how powerful the Holy Spirit is moving throughout that continent, all because an angel told a guy to go stand beside a chariot, and another guy was humble enough to ask for help. Philip was the eunuch's guide. He needed Philip to, to point him to Christ. You need a guide too. I need guides in my life to point me to Jesus. And so I want to give us a few takeaways today. What can we get out of this for us? First, it's a sign of strength to ask for help. Sometimes, and, and, and I don't really know why, but in the most serious things in life, sometimes our tendency is to try to go it alone, especially when it comes to faith. We feel like it's so private, that, and that's when, you know, when things aren't going so well, we can't bring ourselves to ask someone else a question or let anyone else in. This kind of approach to faith will derail things for you fast. We need to approach faith with enough humility that we're willing to say, I need help. And that is actually the thing that will move you forward the fastest. If you try to do it all yourself, you're going to find yourself slogging through this. And it's a sign of strength to ask for help. Second thing is this. Your faith should always spark questions for you to ask. What questions do you need to ask right now in your faith? Everyone has one. Maybe it's who is Jesus or what's the purpose of my life or why did God allow that bad thing to happen or how can I grow in my faith? How can I become a better husband or friend or wife or or, or daughter or son? Ask yourself questions. Like ask your questions. We should all have at least one question right now we're asking. doesn't matter how far along you are in your faith. Figure out that question and then begin to figure out who can help you answer it. I bet there's somebody near you, just like God provided for the eunuch who could help you answer the question you have about God and your life and your, and your faith. The next thing is this, you need a guide in your spiritual life who speaks the truth to you. Philip pointed the eunuch to Jesus. You and I need guides who consistently point us to Jesus. Maybe for you that means like you need to join a, a crew at Love Lake Norman where I bet you'll find people who can serve as guides in different parts of your life. Maybe it's joining a, a team where you can connect with other Jesus followers who are serving people. If you're not putting yourself into contact with and, and in some ways at the feet of someone else to learn from them, my guess is that you are not getting the most out of your faith. And, and, and finally, it all really comes down to this, next steps. Everyone has one. That's the core value of our church. Everyone has a next step to take. The eunuch's next step was being baptized. What is yours? This high court official, he wasn't too proud. He wasn't too important or too busy to take his next step. And it was a big one. Maybe, maybe your next step is to be baptized. 
Maybe it is to be baptized. Like Jesus commands it to those who have trusted Christ. We're going to baptize people this fall, and you can sign up on our website now for that. Maybe it's to join a, a crew, to initiate a conversation with somebody who could be a guide for you. Maybe it's to ask a question, or maybe it's even to pull a group of people together and start a crew where you'll explore Jesus and your faith together. Maybe it's to take some time and discern God's vision for this next season of your life. Whatever that step is, take it. Take it. What do you have to lose? Take the next step that God is giving you. You know, faith really is a great adventure. And and I just want to say thank you for joining us today as we begin this series together, because I think it's going to have the power to transform your faith. And so I hope you'll decide to join us as we dig into more of the adventure of faith next week. Let me pray for you. God, thank you that this faith that you give us is not just um, a system or, or just a routine or just a ritual, but it is an adventure. We never quite know where you're going to take us next. And that can be scary, God, to, for, for some of us, but it's also thrilling. I pray for each one of us that our faith begins to look more and more like an adventure, like the greatest adventure that we could ever take because you've called us into something that's bigger than ourselves and something that you're always going to walk beside us with. Uh, all of us need a guide, God, need people in our lives who are a little further along. God, uh, would you help us to pinpoint and then invite people into our lives who can serve as those. And, and, and for those of us also, God, who need to be guides for other people at the same time, would you help us to do that for others? Take the time to invest in people around us and share what we know so that all of us can follow Jesus in better ways. We pray this in your mighty name. Amen. Thanks again for listening. You can find out more about Love Lake Norman at lovelkn.org. If you live in our area, we would love to have you join us on Sunday. If you're not near our church, we want to encourage you to find a life-giving church to be a part of where you live. That will be a key next step on your spiritual journey. Please take a minute, subscribe to this podcast, and keep up to date with our weekly messages. And thanks again for joining the Love Lake Norman podcast.